Now, it's Roger and JP on 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back. This is the Roger and JP Show. Obviously, they've been on vacation all week. Got to hear Ian Beckles uh, sitting in for them. Johnny B was in Monday through Wednesday. I will be with Mr. Beckles uh, today and tomorrow. So make sure if you enjoy what you heard today that you tune in tomorrow as well. Monica, who is a part of the Roger and JP show, as well as JR, who is taking your phone calls at 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025 are in here with us as well. Upcoming at 1.30, we have lead singer Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, a, a band we both admittedly like. Uh, Ian, correct? Yeah, I, I like them. Yes. Uh, like M- Monica? Yeah. Yeah, Def Leppard? Absolutely. How can I not be? Okay, JR? Yeah, I like Def Leppard. I was just, I never grew up with them, though. Okay. That's one of the things, and that's what I will, uh, hopefully will be able to ask uh, Joe Elliott. Uh, I got to interview him once in Cincinnati when I was doing radio out there. Uh, is, is, did he know that the, the, the catalog would, would age as well as it has? Because I do think it's I, not every song, obviously, but I think a good portion of the Def, uh, Def Leppard catalog has aged extremely well. Not only that, but Def Leppard came out in MTV when MTV was just at its hottest. Yeah. And like, like, I remember Photograph. I mean, dude, uh, yes. they played it to death. Yeah. Yes. And that had to have done amazing <laughs> things for, for Def Leppard. And when you think about that genre... It's just, it's kind of Def Leppard, and everybody else kind of sounds like Def Leppard. You're, you're absolutely you right. Know? Yeah, Mutt Lang, Robert Mutt Lang, who uh, did the production. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, when they were talking about the album, I want to say it was Pyromania. The, uh, Robert Mutt Lang said, I want to create an album that has... Uh, uh, that's a greatest hits album. Okay. Before it, and if you go back to Pyromania, and again, I want to make sure it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's Pyromania, not Hysteria. Uh, every song on that album mm. became a hit. Well, that's a- something. Yeah, a- absolutely. All right. Now, this is what I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about it briefly. Uh, and, and and you and I, Ian, were talking about it before the show began. There was this incident out in North Carolina where uh, this this gentleman, white gentleman, I'll put it out there again. I don't know that it necessarily has anything to do with race. Of course race. it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay? Stop it. Uh, this, Stop it. This is what I think it has to do with, Ian. I think there is a proliferation of guns out there on the street. And, and, and I'll ask you this. If you have a fast car, what do you want to do with it? Go fast. You want to go fast. If you have a hot chick, what do you want to do with it? Go fast. Nicely done, sir. Well played. If you have a gun, what do you want to do? Eventually, you would like to use your gun. You would like, you want to shoot it. And we have uh, we have so many guns out there because of the, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, Politi- uh, politically fueled paranoia that there are these people that have m- done this expenditure and they're like, I got this gun, mm-hmm. I want to use it. So they're manufacturing reasons in their mind to use it to justify the purchase of it. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to do with race, but as you say, race may have been a factor in this. Uh, and we'll hear the 911 call. Here is the news report. What ended up happening, and then I'll 
in case you can't understand the news report is a couple of black guys uh young black guys were walking back to their car from a party that the neighbor had been complaining about and they were walking past his yard walking pa- not in his yard walking past the mailbox and the idiot decides that he's going to fire a warning shot and he fires the warning shot and ends up hitting one of the black kids and killing the black kid. Now, wait a minute. Okay. I'm not a gun owner, okay? Right. If I, I don't shoot guns. I've been at ranges. If I'm going to fire a warning shot, there's going to be zero chance you can hit somebody. Well, so, yeah. I mean, you don't fire a warning shot at somebody. In the air what? or whatever. Yeah, uh, intelligence would dictate you fire it in the air. But warning for what? They were walking. What are they? Eggs. Warning of what? Well, let's go, let's go to the tape. Owner who says he was trying to protect his family when he allegedly shot and killed a man outside his house early Sunday morning remains behind bars tonight. 39-year-old Chad Copley made his first court appearance this afternoon. He is charged. 39 and your life is irrevocably changed mm-hmm. because you couldn't just stay in bed. Change are over. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, over. 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 Andrea Blanford has the details from the Wake County Justice Center. Chad Copley could face the death penalty if convicted of murder and a 911 call he seems By the way, to North Carolina don't play. <laughs> Florida don't play. No, yeah, they don't play here either, yeah, though. North Carolina, I, just, I found that out. They don't play. Right? Say he was only meaning to protect his family and his home. But a neighbor is speaking out tonight saying what happened should be investigated as a hate crime. Ushered into the courtroom, cuffed and shackled, 39-year-old Chad Copley winks at his wife, family, and supporters holding back tears. But he did not look happy, and what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and get to the 911 call. Let me give me a second here. Does that surprise you? Yeah, very much so. Like, I don't know, that it kind of struck a nerve when, when I heard that one. It's kind of, I don't know, it sounds borderline hate crime. In court, co- okay, here it is. I think I have a right. Jalen Lewis lives two doors down and hosted a party that night where he says Thomas was one of 50 people who showed up. He says he didn't see any of his guests carrying a gun and wasn't aware any were causing problems. A very different account than what we hear in this 911 call placed just minutes before that fatal shot was fired. Uh, to me, we've had a bunch of women out here waiting. Um, I am off alert and they have firearms. Black hoodlums. Uh, first off, I don't know why you need to qua- uh, qualify color. Uh, you know, I think uh, it was important uh, in this world. Uh, uh, probably so. Uh, and they're out causing noise. You know what? In any neighborhood in America, at some point, you're going to have to deal with a neighbor that's throwing a party and uh, things may be a little bit loud. So much for you saying race has nothing to do with it. Well, God, well yeah. you say. No, if you say black hoodlums, yeah. then race has a lot to do with it. Maybe the man is just one that likes to give detail. Or maybe he doesn't <laughs> like black hoodlums. That could be the case, too. I, I wonder if he ever used white hoodlums. Yeah. That could be the case, too. Yeah. <laughs> if I were you, I would send the, the, the police department quickly. No, that's before they walk by his house. He has, this is yeah. the nine, he did two 911 calls. One after he shot the guy, uh, which is immaterial, and one before. Mm-hmm. And in the one after he shot the guy, he admits, he goes, I fired a warning mm-hmm. shot from my garage. Garage, mm. And I think we hit somebody. He fired the warning shot, sure. but we hit someone. No, he threw a warning in there because he knew he messed up. Uh, There's no, there was no yes, warning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it a little bit. We're going to go secure our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Does that surprise you? Yeah, we, we're going to go secure mm-hmm. our neighborhood. From the garage. Is what he says. And then he says, I am locked 
and loaded. Mm-hmm. Now there was just an incident, Monica. Well, well you might have you might have seen it too, Ian. Where I think it was out in I I, I want to say in here in this area it was a road rage incident where the guy mm-hmm. followed a family or the family followed the guy. The guy gets out of his car while he is on the phone mm-hmm. with nine one one, and he tells them, "I have a gun and I am going to. I'm locked and I'm mm-hmm. loaded." And I'm at the point again. And we said this, and I said this earlier. At the point that you say. I'm locked and I'm loaded, mm-hmm. and you're pointing a gun at somebody. Mm-hmm. You better pause, man. You better pause real quick. Well, I mean, once again, you you have a gun, correct? Correct. I, yeah, okay. I have a couple. Okay, so and that's fine. Okay, this is what I ask a lot of gun owners. Okay, give me a situation where your gun is going to help you. So people have their gun in their car. Right. That's, that's fine. Right. Give I carry a, a gun in my car. Okay. Give me a situation where your gun's going to help you. Okay, I'll give you a situation where the gun's going to help me. Someone is experiencing road rage. I pull up behind them or in front of them at a stoplight, and then they decide, because I'm not going to be stupid enough to make this decision, they decide they are going to exit their car and walk up to mine. Now, if I'm behind them and someone's behind me and Mm -hmm. I cannot maneuver out to get away... Mm That's where that gun helps me. Okay, well, that the guy may be coming to tell you your taillight is out, okay? So you're going to pull a gun, so bad things can happen in that situation. If they have a gun right, and you pull a gun, somebody's fitting to die. To a degree. If they have a gun and you don't have a gun, maybe you should just sit back and go, yo, bro, I'm not here to cause any trouble. Let's just go home. But if you pull the gun... Somebody has to die. I, I understand where you're going with this. I would say this now. When I say I'm going to pull the gun, I'm not going to pu- pull it, hold it up, and, and flash it mm. around. What I'm going to do is make sure that my hand is on it. I am going to allow him to come up to the window, mm. and then I'm going to calmly say, mm. uh, you better rethink this. Okay. And I would suggest that you get into your car because nothing has happened, okay. so you need to move on. Now, with the point that he starts banging on the car and trying to get mm-hmm. in, I, then I got to pull out the gun well, and, once and again, cap, if, cap if that, that ass. If that dude, or just hit him with the car. Yeah. If that dude's a real gangster, <laughs> yeah. okay, you, once you see, he sees your hand on the gun, something's going to have to happen. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're talking all, I'm going to calmly do this. You don't know what happens in the heat of the so moment. So you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. you're saying the gun is going to incite a further it incident. It can help yeah, it does. It does. And listen, even in somebody's house, okay, you have every right. But if somebody's in your house, in your, you know, downstairs or wherever it right. might be, ramsacking your house or whatever, what you're supposed to do is call the cops. Yeah. If you come out of there with a gun, somebody's going to die. Uh, I, I, and I, I respect what you're saying there, but if you're in my house yeah. and it's at night and I've got my gun, I, yeah, you're right, somebody's going to die. Okay. Well, then that's, <laughs> I, I'm, but, t- I'm telling you, so somebody's going to die. And it might be you. There's uh, a 50-50 chance, and it might be you. Yeah. And you know what? The dude in your house may be like Annie Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> and you might catch it yourself. I, listen, I gotta say with Mo on this one. If you're, I, if you're, if someone's busting in, it, it's gotta be a safety. If nothing else, even okay. if nothing happens, you call the cops. But you have that as a safeguard. Okay, that's fine. Feel better. But what you're not supposed to do though is go downstairs with a gun. No. Okay, you're just not supposed to do that. But now I might fire no, a couple of rounds down the stairs. So I, what are you supposed to do? You then? hide. You, you announce it. You're supposed to call the cops. Yeah. Say there's somebody downstairs in yeah. my house. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to go. And you go downstairs. Yourself. Somebody, something drastic uh, is going to happen. Now, now I agree. There, there's intelligence involved in the fact that yeah, you absolutely get the cops on the phone and get them in route, and then you maybe announce, hey, you need the cops are coming. Mm-hmm. You need to get out of here. Plus, I got a gun. Here's a warning shot. Bam, bam, bam. Well, that's uh, not going downstairs. Uh, you say, hey, yo, everybody in my house, blah, blah. Uh, that's uh, yeah. that's not going I'm, downstairs. I'm not going downstairs because you don't know how many people are down exactly. there. And you're absolutely right. Absolutely. I, I am always for diffusing the. 
situation sure. more, you know, more than inciting it. But I, I but do. But again, Mo, in that situation, you don't know. Like I was involved in that one time. I was in bed. I was alone. And this is this is a lifetime ago um, in a house where that I used to live in. And the alarm went off, and someone was busting in the back patio door. They were coming in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm alone as a small woman. I don't have a gun. Right. And you're right. I want to defuse all of that. Screw that. In the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. I went in the closet. I You're called 911. Yeah. I did not even try. Yeah, you it. went in survival mode. Yeah. yeah. And I understand where you're coming from, absolutely, Ian, but I am of the absolute belief that there are times when a gun is an absolute necessity. I just believe I just believe that. For your mind? That's okay. For your mindset, so, like, for security, or? Some people grow, grow up, and that is, you know, that makes them comfortable. That's and that's fine. But but now I will say this. Conversely, I would say this. I I acquired a gun very late in life. I have gone through all of the proper training, mm-hmm. and I am very co- and it is an absolute an absolute mm-hmm. last resort. I'm not a cowboy again because I'm not the guy. You cut me off. Mm-hmm. I'm not chasing you down. I'm not it, as long as you don't uh, damage my car. And mm-hmm. even if you damage it and and you you, you speed off, I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily going to chase you. I understand the value of life mm-hmm. and I understand the worthlessness of possessions. Chase, so, but chase it down, guy. Chase it down, he guy. He also has a gun. Mm-hmm. That, that That's is, the problem. Yeah, yeah that Chase is, it yeah. down, guy, has a gun, and, you know, when he chases you down, he corners you, and he's come. I mean, it's, it's, it, it turns but, ugly. But see, this is what I'm saying to you, and you're, you're exactly right. There are some people out there that will be not be deterred mm-hmm. by words. The only thing that's going to stop them from doing bodily harm to you mm-hmm. Is the threat of bodily harm to them? Correct. And 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 it's it's sad to say, but that's the world we live in. And I got two kids that I would three that I want to mm-hmm. go home to. You sure. know, you know what I mean. But people are also getting shot because they're flipping birds. And, and I don't do that anymore. I don't do, I, I don't I, do I that anymore. Nope. I've never been nope. a road rage guy. I don't really understand that somebody cuts you off, they cut you off, whatever. Yeah. I'm going about my business, but I see people yelling and flipping people off. In 2016, bro, you need to stop flipping people off because there's some they, they crazy. If you are almost in an accident, the word out of that sentence that you need to focus on is almost. Yeah. That's the most important word in that sentence. And then take your ass on to wherever you were going. Listen, I've been in situations where a woman ran in the back of me. Okay, when I was in Philadelphia, she ran in the back of my car. I was at the light. Nothing. I wasn't hurt. I kind of I looked back and I was like, "You gotta kidding me." Put it in park. I walk out. As I'm walking back to her car, she looks at me and she p- puts her window up <laughs> and she locks the car. And I go, really? I go, "Ma'am, can you put down the window?" And she's just shaking her head, "Nope." Oh my I mean, you god! Hit, I go, "You hit me." <laughs> You hit me, open the window. And she just wouldn't, she wouldn't open the window. Excuse me, Monica. Excuse me. Oh, Excuse man. me, Ian. Monica, okay. I'm putting my window up. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming. Up. We're like, oh, damn. I, that ain't got nothing to do with race. Right, listen, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk Def Leppard because in just a little bit, we're going to have Joe Elliott on the phone, and I want to see exactly how many hits Mr. Beckles knows. How many do you know? They had a lot. We'll be back. This is the Roger and JP Show. Roger and JP. On 1025. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.